everybody, Where's Rebecca Bunch is back, uh, Vicky here, and I'm intending to be a little more quote-unquote professional with this from now on. That sounds really weird, and I don't mean I'm gonna like do anything more with it really, it's still gonna be pretty casual, I'm not gonna have a script because I do like just kind of chatting shit, but I'm gonna try and treat it more like it is a podcast and not just be well, chatting shit to myself in an empty room. And I have made a separate Twitter for the podcast now, rather than just sort of tweeting out the occasional thing on my main Twitter. So as I'm sure most of you know, because you probably got here from Twitter, I usually tweet out things about the podcast on Audra Levine's, which is my Twitter handle. But from now on, it will be coming from WRB Podcast, or, you know, Where's Rebecca Bunch Podcast, but a little bit long. So today's episode is going to focus on my trip to LA to see Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live. As I'm sure you're aware, I went to Los Angeles in November to see the sing-along. And that was a very rushed, impulse decision. I've talked a lot about my own BPD and things like that, and I do tend to make impulsive decisions, especially with money and travel. Which is probably a real- well, it's definitely a really bad thing. However, this show we all know now because I've talked about it for like fucking ever but it you know it means a lot to me changed me so even back then this was before my diagnosis so I didn't quite realize like how much it helped but it did help me a lot then so I was like you know what fuck this I'm gonna go for it I remember Rachel tweeting out a link to the Vulture Fest tickets and literally within a couple of hours I'd kind of spoken to my family and been like so I'm just gonna impulsively book this trip to LA uh don't have the money for it but I'm gonna use my overdraft and you know do this because it'll be fun that literally all happened in a whirlwind it was like less than two weeks before I flew out to LA and when that happened I kind of thought this is probably the only time I'm gonna get to see this cast live obviously back then because this was like five months ago now we weren't aware there was going to be a tour and I didn't think I'd be able to afford to fly out to see them again if there was anything similar to that. And I brought this up on Twitter, mostly because one, I was having a really introspective day and feeling kind of guilty. And two, because I guess with me flying out to LA twice, I felt the need to justify that. I don't really know why. Um, I guess I don't need any kind of justification, but that's part of the reason I tweeted about it. But basically, um, my grandma passed in early January and so naturally I was left a little bit of money and I literally used all of that cash when I found out Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Live was going to be a thing. It was again a really impulsive decision. When the tour was announced, I even said to quite a few people I know in the fandom, um, oh yeah, it's really great for US fans, but I can't. I can't do it again, I can't like just fly out on a whim, um, so I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna do this, <laughs> oh Vicky. And then I think it was something to do with seeing everyone on my Twitter timeline getting so hyped up about buying tickets, I was like, I'm gonna give it a try, I'm gonna try and get a New York ticket and then um, maybe see some more Broadway shows or something while I'm there. So I did, I was on the website about 20 minutes before the tickets went on sale and I was like, this is gonna be cool, I'm gonna get a ticket and I'm gonna have a brief trip to New York. And then obviously we were hit with the bot situation, so I didn't get a ticket for New York and I was like, well that's fine, 
it was a very last minute decision. I decided in the last couple of hours, yeah, I'll fly out. Uh, I'll just save money. It's fine. And then I realised that the West Coast tickets hadn't gone on sale yet. So again, very impulsively, I was like, I really loved LA in November. I tweeted out that I'd love to live in LA. So I'd love to go back. I'll try for an LA ticket. Considering the bot situation, I really did not expect to get a ticket at all. I was like, I missed out once. I'm going to miss out again, but I've got nothing to lose. I'm just sat here. I may as well try it out. And somehow I got really lucky. Um, I clicked on a ticket in row A because it wasn't general admission in LA. And by the time it got into the basket, it was row P, I think I was sat in. But at the end of the day, I got a ticket and I had a really good view. So, so that was basically how I came to be going to the LA show. And then the two weeks or so leading up to my show were two of the funnest weeks I've had since joining Twitter, I think. I joined Twitter again, because I used to have accounts a long time ago, but I haven't recently. But I joined again in October, um, basically just to meet other fans, because I don't know anyone in real life who's into the show. And it's been pretty awesome, I've met some great people. And so, obviously I'm in some like Crazy X group chats and things like that. And there was honestly nothing cooler than seeing these friends that I've made through the show, these people who've like really helped me and who I really feel like I connect with on this other kind of level. It was just really amazing getting to see them like see the show that means so much to them and getting to see them meet the cast or just kind of have this really great time. And even just watching like the live streams like super shout out to Cat Burns for um that whole Instagram live of the entire show that was so cool. But like a bunch of us watched that together and it was just a really amazing experience even though we weren't actually there like coming together over this show is just it's not even something I can really put into words because I've met a lot of friends through the show that I feel like kind of connect with me on another level obviously not everyone who's into the show has mental health issues but everyone gets it to a degree and so we get each other and it's really something special and during the live tour that was kind of something I experienced on another level whether it be because we were all watching the live streams together and talking about it or because someone in the group was at one of the shows and we were all discussing like their time there and stuff like that but I pretty much had friends at like every one of the live shows which was really cool because every night I was like oh such and such is there tonight and they're probably having the time of their life. So I finally flew out to LA on April the 6th. And obviously it's a very long journey for me. I left my house at 8am. Uh, I had to get a bunch of trains. And I was in London by 1pm. Then I had to like, you know, wait for my flight and everything. And then it's like an 11 hour flight. By the time I got to my hotel, I'd been travelling for something like... 22 hours which seems ridiculous <laughs> but honestly it was so worth it um the whole trip was just really really cool the purpose of my trip was to see crazy x live but while i was there i obviously did other things because i wasn't just going to be there for the night that would be ridiculous so i did a few days in disneyland and it was just like a really good trip but crazy x live was the 10th of april which was the day before I left LA so I was basically coming to the end of my trip 
I'd had a really f busy few days with like being in Disneyland and everything like that because obviously it's a lot of walking. So that day I kind of just decided to stick around my hotel because I was literally a two minute walk from the Wilshire Ebel Theatre. Uh, there was my hotel, then there was a church, and then there was the Wilshire Ebel. So on the morning I actually went to the theatre. Because I came over from the UK I wanted to like bring a gift over. And because I'd seen someone on Twitter mention like sending food backstage to Rachel and she'd been all for it, uh, I ended up bringing over like a fuck ton of candy, like British sweets, uh, a lot of Cadbury's and stuff like that and things you can't really get in the US. I'd emailed the venue ahead of time and they'd basically told me, yeah, that's fine, just bring it on the morning of the show. So I walked to the theatre at like 10.30 that morning and I spoke to this really nice lady who kind of was really impressed that I'd come all the way over from England and thought it was really sweet that I brought this big box of candy and she kind of said she'd make sure it got to them and she hoped I enjoyed the show and told me what time doors were open and things like that and that was like a really nice experience to start off my day I think because I'd been really worried something was going to go wrong after that that was pretty much like the only thing that I did until about 5pm. Uh, so I was meeting up with some other fans of the show to go get dinner. So I like took my time getting ready and I had a few drinks because I'm really not good with new people. So I was like, let's take the edge off. So by the time it came to like 5, I was a little bit drunk. But I headed up to meet with some of the fans. And a lot of them I didn't know prior, but there was a few people like uh, Paisley from the Team Moscovina podcast and Nicole from Twitter and Vincent who designed the tour posters. There was like 10 of us I think and we basically met up for food and talked about like the show and took a bunch of pictures and it was just a really nice experience. Um, I'm not great with meeting new people but I think the vodka helped plus it was really like a comforting experience to know that they felt the same way about the show that I do and it was really great getting to hang out with other fans and just in a kind of really casual environment and everyone was super nice. Obviously we went from there to the theatre and by the time we got there uh, the doors had already opened. We were all set separately so I basically decided to like head in I thought it was going to be quite a big theatre with it being like um, 1200 people capacity but it was actually pretty small so there was like a long line for the bathroom and a long line for the merch but I waited in both lines, um, I needed to pee obviously, <laughs> fun facts and then I wanted to get a t-shirt and a poster so I was like I'll get them before the show so I waited and uh, by the time I actually got in to my seat, which was a really good view considering I was like, oh, I'm so far back. I wasn't. Uh, by the time I got into my seat, it was literally just a few minutes before it started. I was sat two rows behind my friend Nikki, which was really cool because we've never met before. And I knew her before I started watching Crazy X. And I literally don't remember what like pushed me to watch the show, but I'm pretty sure she was a part of it because she's been a massive fan uh, like the whole time I've known her so that was cool kind of getting to say hey to her even though I didn't get to speak to her properly but it was just like that realization that I was in a room full of people who kind of 
got it who like felt as passionately about Crazy X as I do. Obviously I was sat by myself and right before the show started, like when the lights dimmed, the girl next to me was like, oh my god, I'm so excited. And like, even just that, I was like, yeah, I'm with my people right now. <laughs> Obviously because I'd watched like live streams, I basically knew the kind of set list or the variations of the set list and I didn't really expect any changes. Um, I'd heard a rumour that Michael was going to be there singing uh, The Buzzing from the Bathroom so I was like ready for that but other than that I didn't think there'd be any changes but then uh, Vinny was not there. He was working on something else so he showed up a lot later in the show and I don't know if they knew he was going to be there or not because Rachel like like I had this kind of uh, segue into him coming on stage of saying like oh I didn't think he was gonna make it I've been texting him but I don't know if that was a bit or if they actually weren't sure if he'd make it or not but because Vinny wasn't there we had some more changes so like the other shows started with the Where's Rebecca Bunch West Covey in a mashup and then went into Sex with a Stranger but then we got a uh, Math of Love triangles instead of we should definitely not have sex right now um and then it was the same with fucking of cats uh i can't remember what other changes we got i don't think i love my daughter was at other shows but i could be wrong other than that i think it was mainly the same except for buzzing from the bathroom which was so cool to see live like i knew michael had a good voice from the episode but he's like fucking brilliant live well they all are but like i'd seen the majority of them live at vulture Although it was kind of different, I guess, because the sing-along wasn't really, like, showcasing their voices, whereas this was. Um, and everyone was freaking fantastic. But um, Donna and Michael, like, absolutely blew me away. They were both so great. Like, so, so great. Um, the other thing that we had different, we had Jap Battle, which, holy shit, was so cool. Like, I had seen Rachel and Aileen do it. At the beginning of that um, 92nd Street or whatever it's called interview they did, um, but seeing it actually live was like incredible. Obviously, my Twitter handle is Audra Levine's, and like that kind of gives away how much I'm into like chat battle and stuff. It was just so cool. I was literally so excited, and I'm pretty sure like everyone in the auditorium was freaking out. And although I'd seen all the songs aside from a couple of them, uh, on the live streams, actually being there was such an incredible experience. I was trying to record some of the things so that I could like keep them to look back at, but I wasn't looking at the screen, I was like staring at the stage the whole time because it was just like really mesmerizing and really cool to be a part of that audience as well because the atmosphere was really great. There were a lot of hecklers, especially at the beginning, which made me think oh this is a kind of eh kind of audience but once it settled down it was just surreal everyone was super into it super up for like cheering and applauding everyone and it was just it felt really great like everyone really wanted to be there the most magical audience moment though was after rachel did her whole bit of seeing like oh uh there's gonna be an encore like when you're at a smash mouth concert and everyone's shouting smash mouth smash mouth and then obviously we all did that but then they came back on stage and someone was like we want smash mouth so she led the whole audience in singing all star and genuinely that was like the 
coolest thing I've ever been a part of because it seemed as if every single person in that theatre knew the lyrics, knew what was going on, were just kind of all going for it. Nobody was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. It just felt like the whole audience kind of like united as one and we were just suddenly like a part of the show. I'm pretty sure Rachel said she wanted to take the audience on tour with her and we were all like, yeah, let's do it. It was just really like magical. I think she said it was one of the coolest things that she's ever like done on stage and it was definitely the coolest thing I've ever done as part of an audience. It really felt like we were all a part of something and we all wanted to be involved and it's one of those songs that like even if you feel like you don't know the lyrics you do know the lyrics. <laughs> the entire show was just it was just so great to watch like you, you can see them on a live stream you can watch videos and it feels really special but actually being there is like it's something I wouldn't want to trade for the world and I know a lot of people haven't got to see them live yet but like don't lose hope because I think Rachel's tweet about the tour not being over is like something to hold on to there's definitely going to be more of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live even if that's once season 4 finishes and they've got a little bit of time or once they finish filming before it's aired Whenever it is, I think there's definitely going to be more because one, she implied it and two, think of how like how many people went to those shows. They all sold out and yeah, at the beginning it was because bots got tickets but I'm pretty sure all those theatres were completely full. People like bought tickets from other people or from StubHub or wherever and like they were all pretty much sold out with actual people not just bots like I'm pretty sure the cast like doing it as much as we all like being there yeah they're probably burnt out as fuck and I hope they're resting I hope they're taking getting lots of sleep and drinking lots of water but at the end of the day there kind of isn't anything quite like performing to a live audience so even if you're in like whatever country I wouldn't give up hope. I definitely think it seems as if they do kind of want to try and take it elsewhere. I know so many people have tweeted them about coming to the UK or going to Brazil and I feel like hopefully one day that could happen. But please don't quote me on that because I'm not involved in the show in any way and I don't want Rachel Bloom to like sue me or kill me or whatever. Every single song is just so brilliant live. It was such a cool thing to watch and I definitely recommend watching all the videos if you weren't there and you haven't already even if you think oh like uh well I watched that song from the Chicago show or I watched that song from the Portland show or whatever I would say like watch all the different versions because obviously they're not going to be identical every night because they were live and it was really cool to see them live even after seeing them in videos because it was different it feels different so the show itself was definitely one of those things that left me on such a high it was really exciting seeing them all singing live seeing all the comedy bits with Rachel it was really cool having Vinny come out when we didn't think he was gonna be there and by the time the show ended it was just like I was I was in such a good place I'm pretty sure someone could have walked up to me punched me in the face and I would have been okay with it but luckily that didn't happen, um, so I waited around a bit because I was waiting to speak to my friend Nikki a little bit more. So um, I stood and I was talking to her and then um, Nicole came over as well 
and we were just kind of hanging out in the theatre after it ended. Obviously a lot of people had already left, some people for whatever reason left during the encore, like before they actually came back on stage, even though Rachel had said there'd be an encore, uh, once she said like last song and then the song ended, I watched a bunch of people walk out and I was like, okay. But then obviously when it did end, a lot of people left, but there were some of us just hanging out and then it was really kind of surreal because a lot of the cast and crew were hanging out as well. And yeah, they're just people and I wasn't going to bother people, but it was just kind of like, well, this is really cool. But we saw uh, Rene Goubert and then Nicole kind of like pushed me over to him and was like, this is Vicky. She came from England and I chatted to him for a bit and he was really cool and really nice and kind of asked me about coming over and I showed him my tattoo and he said he'd seen it, which kind of scared me a little bit because the only person I tagged in it on Instagram was Rachel. But apparently all the cast have seen it, so that's really fucking cool. But yeah, he was super sweet and super nice, and I chatted to him and got a photo. And then we went over and talked to Pete Gardner, which again was really surreal. And I asked him about my candy because I nearly got it, because Donna tweeted me. And he was like, oh yeah, that was really great. Um, and I didn't talk to him much because I was like really flustered and I didn't want to bug him because they were still in the theatre and had to go backstage and stuff. Um, so then we kind of went out of the theatre part because security wanted us to and we were stood in the lobby for a while and then realised we probably shouldn't do that. So we went to where out front. By the time we were stood outside there was maybe like 12 of us left and I think that made it really cool because it was just a small intimate group of people and it was kind of knowing these are huge fans as well and getting to chat with people and it felt really nice we didn't really know at this point if any of the cast were going to come out, but it was really exciting just to kind of stand with other fans and like relive the high with everyone else. Eventually people did start coming out of the theatre and the first person we met was Michael Macmillan. He seemed to just think like no one wanted to meet him and he was just going to keep walking and then we kind of stopped him and said, you were really great tonight. And I don't know if he was like surprised about getting stopped, but he was really gracious and kind and stood and talked to us all for quite a while and talked to me about coming over from England again. <laughs> I feel like the accent gets everyone like, oh, you flew out. Yes, I did. Um, and um, he talked to Paisley quite a bit because they follow each other like podcast wise. And he was just really great with everyone, uh, talked to us all for quite a while. And he was really amazing, like, I think he's a really cool guy. Ben Gibby came out while we were talking to Michael, and we kind of said, Hey, uh, you're really cool. I told her that I really love How Does Ham Not Fall Down. And then a few of us asked for pictures with her and chatted with her, and she's super nice as well. I think a lot of the, like, smaller people on the show don't necessarily expect people to stop them. Um, but they were really nice about it, like... They were really gracious and nice to us, and it was a really nice experience getting to meet um, people like Michael and Ben. Eventually, uh, Pete came, because his wife and his kids and stuff had been like stood around with us, and then he came, and he was like, oh, Rachel's going to be coming really soon. And I was like really excited to meet anyone from the cast, but obviously Rachel means a lot to me, Rachel's helped me in a lot of ways, so I was really hoping to get to meet Rachel, so that was like really really exciting to hear. So we were all like 
talking to Pete a bit. I didn't really say much because I'd already met him inside and I didn't want to take up his time. But he was just hanging about. And then he left and we were all just kind of stood. And no one was coming. And obviously none of them were like obligated to stop and talk to us. None of us wanted to bother them if they didn't want to talk. So we weren't going to like go around and see if anyone was coming out um, the back. Because like David Hull came out the front saw those people stood there and literally like ran around to get to his car so we were like okay some of them don't want to meet us and that's fine when obviously you're not gonna like pester them to do so they're not obligated to they've done a bunch of shows in a row that kind of thing so we were literally stood at the front of the theater and then there you could walk like around into the parking lot so then like three people from the group walked around there and they literally disappeared so I was like, hmm, they've gone, that's strange, should we go look? Everyone was kind of apprehensive because we didn't want to seem like we were hanging out by their cars or anything like that. So I kind of went towards the parking lot, peeked around the corner, saw a bunch of security and realised there was a queue of people waiting to meet Rachel like by the stage door. Whereas we didn't realise anyone was coming out that way, um, we thought that was just the parking lot. So I don't really know if we missed any of the cast coming out that way and meeting fans, but we realised that we were about to miss Rachel. So we kind of walked around um, to see, and the security guards basically said like she was leaving soon, they were trying to get her away. So I didn't get much time to talk to her, but Nicole like told the main security guard that I'd come over from England, which I think gave me a few extra seconds. So I kind of um, stepped forward and I was like, hi, I'm Vicky, I came over from England. And I didn't expect her to know who I was. A few people on Twitter were like, she's gonna know. And I was like, I literally don't have my own face as my profile picture. I have her as my profile picture. She's not gonna know who I am. And then she was like, oh yeah, Audra Levine's right. You tweet me a lot. And naturally, I kind of shit myself and thought oh no I tweet her too much but I did check and in like the six months I've been on Twitter I've tweeted her like a hundred and something times which doesn't feel that much it's like a couple times a week I don't know maybe that's a lot I don't know but anyway so I kind of basically said did you get the candy and she was like yeah I'm taking it home and that is true because the person she was with was carrying it to Rachel's car and I was excited but um, yeah, I told her about how the show helped me find out I have BPD and she asked me about therapy and it was it was only like 30 seconds but it was such a meaningful 30 seconds. She's such a genuine, kind person. I'm pretty sure I could do like a 12 hour podcast just rambling on about how great I think Rachel Bloom is. She's so like, she's she's funny and she's talented and yet she's down to earth and genuine and willing to be so open about her own struggles and that balance is just it's it's phenomenal she's a f really phenomenal human being and the fact that she does seem to like know who a lot of her fans are is like it's really cool like she takes the time to know who we are that's not a lot of people would do that so the security guard had been taking everyone's photos we weren't supposed to take selfies or anything but my photos didn't save to my camera roll. I don't know why. I don't know if he didn't press it. But they weren't there. And I had a mini freak out and was like, oh my god, no, I don't have photos. And I'm still worried that that was really weird. But I went back and I was like, please, can I just get a selfie? I don't have a picture. So she was really kind and let me take the pictures. And kept thanking me for flying out. And I'm pretty sure I said sorry to her like 
80 times because I kept touching her arm and I was like, I didn't ask if I could touch her arm, this is, this is boundaries, this is bad. But I, like, you know when you're doing something and you have no control over it, so I just kept apologising and she kept thanking me for coming and it was really, really special, like, minute of my life. Like, it wasn't much, I didn't get to sit down and talk to her for ages, but just that minute meant a whole lot to me and it was just, it was great, you guys. And then the whole trip was just so worth it, just for that hour and a half concert and then that one minute with Rachel, it just kind of made going all that way really, really worth it and it was so exciting and I'd love to do it all again, but if the opportunity never comes up, if it doesn't, I can't afford it, well, I have this memory like forever now. I made incredible friends, I bonded with people over something I love so much, I had a phenomenal time, I got to see some of the greatest singers and performers live, I met some incredible, humble actors from the show, it was just, it was like a really, really magical experience. I was on a plane when the Kavina show was happening, and it was kind of keeping with that on Twitter, a few of the people I know from Twitter were there, so they were kind of saying like, oh, we're just gonna go to Big League Dreams where uh, home base is based on and hang out with the cast and other fans. And even just like hearing about that was like so cool. It made the flight home way better, to be honest. The experience I had, the experience my friends had, the experience other fans that I don't know, but I get how much the show means to all of us. The experiences everyone had are like, something we're going to cherish forever, I think. The entire tour just sort of blew me away and this was all Rachel's doing, like she wanted to do this, she arranged this, she's really phenomenal and I'm so 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 grateful this whole thing happened. If you went to any of the shows, feel free to like tell me about your experiences because I'd really genuinely love to hear more about how other people found the shows. I've heard pretty much about all the different ones now, but I always want to know more. I want to know personal experiences, whether it was just watching it, meeting the cast, anything. Like, I'd really love to hear about it because this tour really was something special for all of us. I think I've rambled on enough right now. I've said like so many times I've realised while going back through this and I'm so sorry. I had a lot of fun reliving the tour and thinking about it all. So I hope you enjoyed listening to my experiences and aren't like, why did you just talk for half an hour about that? I don't care. Like I said, I'm going to try and be a little more quote unquote professional or at least more organised with this. I'm going to try and have specific topics in mind and be a little more interesting in the future, I hope, because every time I record one of these and then listen back, I'm like, oh my god, I'm the most boring fucker in the whole world. And it's weird because... Like, if I talk about the show online, I don't think, oh my god, I'm so boring. But when I start rambling out loud, I feel like I, like, lose my sense of thought a lot, and that doesn't help. But that was it for now. Um, I've got some things in mind for what I might like to do in the future. I'm going to try and do podcasts more frequently about more interesting topics. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. Bye! Without love, you can save the world